0: Hi, thanks for tuning in to this One Cool Thing Stories podcast for Saratoga. I'm Christopher Ori, TOSA at LGSUHSD. If this is your first time listening, which it probably is since I've only done two so far, this podcast is at least starting off as an infrequent and somewhat on-the-fly kind of podcast. The idea originally came about as a small piece of a movement I'm trying to create centered around One Cool Thing. One Cool Thing is a catalyst of innovation. It's a celebration of the great things educators do in the hopes that we can draw inspiration from others and apply their ideas to our own context. A One Cool Thing moment is basically an aha moment, and we all know how aha moments can be catalysts for us. So I've been dabbling in various ways of celebrating the work of my colleagues, and the idea of audio interviews was one of the ideas that's come up. I've been exploring this idea of telling people stories as a way of celebrating what they do in hopes that it might inspire others in some way. At Saratoga, I've been a part of the social-emotional learning team, or SEL team, for about five years, with a break one year in there. When we met for the first time a couple weeks ago, we began discussing our priorities for the year. One of our priorities is to focus more on in-class strategies that promote great connectedness between teachers and student and students to students. I realized right there that my informal ad hoc podcast might be a great fit for this need. So moving forward, our team's hope is to interview more staff members at Saratoga High and tell their stories. It's our hope that this will help our staff connect with one another better as we learn each other's stories, but also that it might provide a one cool thing moment for other colleagues. Since this is a podcast published for anyone, perhaps this can have a ripple effect as it reaches our sister school, Los Gatos, or beyond. My first published podcast since the refocused priority is with PJ Yim, a veteran math teacher at Saratoga High School. I'm really excited to share this interview because he's a quiet yet strong presence on campus, and the things he talks about are super super relatable for all of us. I've named this podcast, Let's Start With Saying Hello, because our conversation led to an important discussion about something that happens to be very much SEL and something we need to work on with our students, saying hello, making that initial contact with someone regardless of whether we know them. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the interview. Okay. So, uh... We are here with PJM, who teaches mathematics at Saratoga High School. Mm-hmm. You teach. Can you share real quick what you teach Right currently? now, I teach two classes of BC, two classes of pre Honors, and one class Geometry. One class of Geometry. Nice. Okay. Well, so uh, would you mind uh, telling me a little bit about yourself? What's your maybe w- kind of what's your story that led you to Saratoga in, in your current capacity?
1: OK. Uh, so I teach math, and in addition to that, I have been its Math Club advisor for all the years that I've been here except for previous four years. Uh, and then I came back, and again, i am been co-advising with And the most of the years that I've been at Saratoga, I've always been Math Club advisor for the Redwood Math club as well, well with middle school math club, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. A- anyways, uh, I've taught for about seven years at Leland High School before I came to Saratoga High. Okay. And then uh, after my wife got pregnant with my third child, our finances became kind of a little tight. Yeah. So I figured either I applied to actually one high school actually, at uh, Sartell High. And then the other was a possibility of maybe me going back into the industry, but the likelihood of that happening, having taught for like about at that point about twelve, thirteen years, mm-hmm. was slim to none. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I thought I we'll would be moving to a different state or whatnot, but luckily I got hired. So I've been here since that time. Yeah. So uh, you know, I just fell into teaching because one thing led to another it was it was never my uh design to be a teacher in the first place uh, i've only actually only met a teacher for a couple of years, but uh then I met my wife and she urged me to stay on as a teacher mm-hmm. uh, so I did i mean, cause sh- she put the family time above anything else mm-hmm. right so i wonder, wondered w- we will never be able to drive mercedes and she's like sh- she was fine with that, yeah yeah right so uh. Yeah, so I've been here ever since. Uh, in terms of spending my time, balancing my family time, uh, it hasn't always been easy, because I'm splitting my time between teaching, advising two different math clubs for the most part, and then and I also help out with uh, uh, officiate the swim meets, actually, because all three of my kids swim. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, So some of my habits had to, uh,
0: uh, my hobbies actually had to take a back seat. But I think that's okay. Yeah, right. that's a lot to juggle. Right. Um, I'm curious. Uh, where did you go to school? What did you study? Uh, I grew up in Boston, and then I went
1: to Boston University. Uh, I I was lucky to have gotten the so Boston Public School uh, that I attended has a relationship with Boston University uh-huh. and many universities around Boston. And they each school is allotted three scholarships, I think, to Boston University. But you have to be qualified. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is that all the, if the other high schools don't have a qualified candidates, it rolls back to different schools. Like you know, to you know, it rolls around. And I think my high school had was it thirteen, sixteen students. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a fairly competitive high school, so. Uh, uh, Thirteen of us, I think, uh, got a full scholarship to Boston University. Wow! And Congrats. I was one of them. Right? That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a. It was, so I'm not stranger to being uh, being competitive high school. I think out of 154 graduating students, all 154 went to four-year college. Okay. And wow. then, if you add up all the students who got scholarship and like uh, elite schools, I think it was like maybe a third of the students. Wow. Who had that? So it was a. So when I went to college, it wasn't too much of a shock. for yeah. some, some people. It's kind of
0: expected. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's yeah, but uh, I th- there was certainly a bit of a jump, but it wasn't unexpected. But the I kind of grew up in a very traditional, old school family, and my social life was non-existent, mm. and I, I used to get invited to parties and. Uh, um, like sleepovers, whatever, but it never happened. Mm-hmm. And that I think when I went to college, like you, you've been like you know kind of kind of caged, yeah, bottled up, yeah. bottled up all your life, and then complete freedom. So I actually went berserk for about two and a half
0: years. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so uh, I, I remember times. I think for my multivariable calculus class, I think I went to class three times. Oh gosh, yeah. First day, the midterm, <laughs> and a <laughs> final, and uh, yeah, it ended up getting a, a okay grade. Uh, I think I did zero uh, homework, <laughs> but uh, ended up still getting okay grade simply because of the curve on the uh, tests. Yeah, I think I learned the entire multivariate calculus in eight hours. Oh my gosh. Four hours for the midterm and four hours for the uh, final. But anyways, uh, my uh, I was really distracted in college. So I ultimately actually ended up walking away from the scholarship. Wow. And then my mom was completely devastated. And then many years later, I kind of woke up and said, maybe I should finish my degree. and went back to school, and uh I went to school called Framingham State College. Right? So I was grateful for the opportunity because you know, <laughs> if I was uh, still living in Korea and pulled this stunt, I'll, I'll be digging ditches right now. Yeah. Right? So the thing is that here, there's always a second chance. Amazing. It, it may not be the place that you want to be, Sure. but it's a chance. So uh, the funny thing is I had more of a gratitude uh, towards me being able to go to Framingham State College. Then when I was a kid, got a full ride Yeah, to You
0: were University. more invested in it the second time around. Oh yeah,
1: I was paying for every yeah. penny of yeah. it. I mean like yeah, that's one thing that my parents did is I like made sure that we took ownership of our lives. And uh yeah, I paid for every penny of that when I was at Framingham State College. Yeah. So it took <laughs> I had like two years, maybe a year and a half worth left.
0: Okay. That took me like Four or five years. Oh my! And yeah, so I it's a big difference when you're having to pay for it yourself. Yeah, and it's a completely different. The same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, yeah. So yeah. I've, I've been in like both sides. Okay. You know, it's like uh, <coughs> being a competitive math team. Uh, you know, high expectations. You know. Yeah. Uh, at the time, my brother was doing his PhD at MIT, and my mom was thinking, "Oh my God, this is amazing! You know, everybody, everybody, everybody's doing wonderful, and my second son will do." Even better than the oldest son. <laughs> oh no! And uh, to their surprise, a completely utter disappointment. Oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the black sheep of my family. Oh, that's too funny. Well, yeah. I'm sure they're quite proud of you. Yeah, but I think, but because of that experience, though, I tend to, when I see kids' eyes, my students, uh, when they're about to be mischievous, I kind of sense it right away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, anyways.
0: Oh, yeah, th- yeah, that's my story. That's a great story. Uh-huh. That's really great. Uh-huh. Um, well, and so I'm sure this kind of segues into the next question, where we're thinking about uh, connecting with our students. I can imagine that you can pick up on the different, uh, you know, kinds of kids that y- you know you were like that maybe as a student or yeah, either right. in college or in, in class. But you know, we have this amazingly diverse staff, in the way I think in the way that uh, our teachers teach. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I love seeing all the different ways our staff members connect with their students, uh, and or their colleagues. So I'm curious, what ways uh, you build connections with students or colleagues? Um, whether it's kind of the implicit way you teach, or maybe very like explicit activities. What ways do you connect with with students? I, I mean, I don't really consciously
1: think about I'm building a connection with anybody. I I was just always. Raised to treat other people like I wouldn't be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by nature I'm actually kind of an uh, uh, introvert and I don't like to speak in front of other others, mm-hmm. right? And I just like to keep to myself. But uh, being a teacher that I am, I have to speak out and whatnot. But the, I don't know, I mean, I, in the past I've reached out to students quite a bit, especially before I got married. I invest a lot of my time like meeting them before, during, and after school. Mm-hmm. And when I was at Leland, and I did actually a little bit of this uh, for the first two, three years at Saratoga, is uh, I would actually come here on Saturdays I and mean, I'll bring my kids with me and let the kids know that I'm here and if they need any extra help. Oh, wow. and I used to do stuff like that. And I even made a stupid name. It's called SAW. S-A-W. S-A-W. Saturday algebra, workshop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, algebra But anyways workshop. i mean I, I still go out <laughs> of my way to do that, but uh I mean those who are committed did improve, but yeah um, I think i that's when I sort of realized it's part of my best efforts uh, when some kids are not ready they're not ready to receive that help yeah so i I try to take the attitude that I like to. Leave my doors, door always open mm-hmm. and help them, help anybody actually when they walk in the door. But I would reach out, but not in a very uncomfortable way, I yeah. hope. Uh, I, I try to give my students their space. Yeah. Uh, when I do invite them, it's very casual. Um, so when they're ready, hopefully they'll come in for help. But as far as the way I teach, though, uh, as a student, I I always disliked certain classes where they just give me a list of facts that I had to memorize. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, I had to figure out for myself why the things work the way they do. And so I try to, I mean, even when I'm teaching math, I try to talk about why things work the way they do, Mm -hmm. the the underlying ideas behind them. Of course, I mean, I will always talk about the procedures and good. Problem-solving skills, obviously, but I think understanding how things to work, the underlying ideas, how they connect, I think opens the door for a lot of students and makes takes away the mystery behind mathematics. Yeah. But it does take mm-hmm. a little bit of a uh, learning curve uh-huh. to go through that. Yeah. So there is a bit of a discomfort uh, initially, but once you get over that discomfort, it's actually I found math to be, you know. Especially at this level, I think, very approachable, yeah, uh, when you approach it that way. But, the, but I, I do have a tendency to be uh, a stage in a stage, mm-hmm. so it's been great help uh, to work with a lot of the colleagues in the department, mm-hmm. and especially like for the past couple of years, I've been working with Savita, and she has a lot of great ideas about how to make activities relevant mm-hmm. and fun and interesting yeah so I've been taking a lot of uh guide uh from her and pre in previous years uh Jen mantle and uh, before that with Debbie Troxel and whatnot and you know other people like whatever they could you know i could get from them yeah i still i beg i borrow yeah sure uh but uh, I know what mi- my weakness is and coming up with activities for the group uh in an engaging way uh I mean, yeah, so I've been trying to supplement
0: my weakness uh, with the help of my uh, colleagues sure. in, in that manner. That's a great focus for collaboration, though, right. and I think the opportunity to um, find activities that get to what you care deeply about, which is the getting to the why and that more exploratory right. part. Like, you know, I could see that being a cool partnership with your colleagues, something that you value, something that will help the students in the end. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great. Um, I mean I, I think even just a change of pace I mean even if
1: the particular way of learning modality is most efficient and the best I mean sometimes the variety does
0: spark interest yeah it's about yeah. having that variety right because right. the block period is long you you want to be able to chunk it up right. hit multiple mo- modalities right so uh yeah so I still focus on my bread and butter
1: but I think sprinkling in those activities uh, is takes away the monotony, uh-huh. right? Yeah. I mean, it it does get, I mean, admittedly, it does get a little boring. Sure, sure. <laughs> so yeah, so I I've, I've been getting a lot of help and trying to sprinkle sprinkling in those activities that
0: makes learning relevant and hopefully more fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I would argue that doing those activities will also build more connections in within your. Hopefully. Within your class and right. even with you and, and your students,
1: right? And, and then, certain kids are generally really good about working together while uh, in, in group setting. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I don't have to remind them too much mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. stay focused. For that's the true. most part, it's, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I guess I mean you hinted at seeing stuff your colleagues. So you know, I'm always talking about one cool thing with right. this idea. You see somebody do something that's like, oh, I got to try that. That's so cool. And then you end up. You know, adapting it to your own context and ends up being pr- mm. potentially transformative to the way you teach. I'm curious if um, you've ever had uh, a one cool thing moment and how did it happen and what impact did it have on you? This could be like within your class or maybe totally unrelated to school. Um. Well, I mean, at the beginning of my teaching career, I just to call
1: on, on students at random or whoever raised their hands first, and then I realized uh, that. Prompt the class to go a little bit too fast. Only the eager students were in it and the rest were just pulled back. And college students at random seem a little uh, like some of them get caught up by surprise. Mm-hmm. So I see Debbie Trox will do this. She just has a list of students and do not have to raise their hands and she just goes by alphabetical order. Yeah. Right. So, so students know that they've gone two days ago. They're so coming up. now. When it's, it's their turn to put up the homework in, in the class, so they are mentally prepared for that. Uh-huh. you know. So you get to everybody, and they get to, and, and then because they know they're c- going to get called, I mean, they'll be a little bit more prepared for it, and maybe talk to classmates. And I've seen that happen quite a bit. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing that. So I sort of copied that. It seems so simple. Uh, so I just uh, call them alphabetical order. And, uh, I, and uh, you know, I tried different varieties. Like, I would try, like, Using randomizing who I called and whatnot, but mm-hmm. students preferred that I do that. Yeah. And then, so what I, but funny thing is, because of that, uh, instead of having a printout of the students, I actually have a spreadsheet for that. Okay. Google's uh, Google Sheets. And then because I started doing that, i started using Google Sheets, Google Forms, mm-hmm. for a lot of things. So yeah. it kind of segued into me. Getting more familiar with Google platform. Yeah, um, and I use that in class in like different ways. Like s- simple things, like uh, I mean, for years I've been using that to if students want to be able to uh, apply for a rec letter, mm-hmm. uh, that they fill it out over there, and yeah. when at the beginning of the year, if the students fill out. Uh something about themselves, mm-hmm. right? most teachers would have a little paper, yeah, but I would have that on a Google form, and I have all the information, so if a student came from a different school, I don't necessarily know what they took last year, yeah, but I would have all that information, and if they're allergic to anything, right. uh is their preferred pronouns, yeah, is their preferred names, yeah, with some certain Chinese kids, uh a lot of Asian kids, I think they have their given names. But oftentimes they would rather be called something that's easier to pronounce. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that was taken care of that way. Interesting. And where they want to be seated, right? Yeah. All that information I have, like in the first day, because I asked them to fill it out. Yeah. Uh, on Google Forms and whatnot. And now, funny thing is, like, uh, all my lesson plans, all my notes are Google Doc. Mm-hmm. So I rely less on hard drive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, so the funny thing is, it's like all it was was uh, me just being too lazy to print out a roster Uh periodically and then have to put an Excel spreadsheet. Right. So I decided to just use Google Sheets for that, calling out students.
0: Segue into using the old Google platform. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun how things work out. That's great. That's like a just a wonderful example of this kind of one cool thing right. domino effect that can right. happen, right? right you right, know, right. Somebody, you get this idea and you you kind of take that first step, and then all of a sudden now it's opened up all these other possibilities. Right. That's really awesome. Um, so I would like to know uh, what's something that you do that you're proud of, or alternatively, if you don't want to. Uh, toot your own horn—something, uh, maybe something you're proud to be a part of. And this could be personally or professionally. Hmm.
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily think that. W- think in that terms. So something that you do that you're proud of. Proud of. I don't know, man. I'm s- kind of busy trying to stay afloat. Yeah, right. I don't really have time to sort of think about what I'm proud of or uh, whatnot. But, uh, but I mean, what I do feel is an immense gratitude for the life that I have and the second chance that I've been given. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, so I try to lead my life every day with that kind of gratitude. And you know, it, actually looking back, look uh, to my high school years. Mr. Stengel was uh, my math club coach, and he spent a lot of time with us. The time that he did to spend, and after every every uh, season, he'll take us out to a restaurant called European in the North End part of uh, Boston, mm-hmm. and that's one of the rare times actually I ate out in my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, what I've been doing was I've been so started working as a medical Club advisor when I came out to California, mm-hmm. so I started doing stuff like that, like taught them I'm going to have a you know at the end of the season I'll take out in, in the past I'll take out my officers and eat and talk about what we did for the year and sort of give us a chance to reflect mm-hmm. so all through my learning career uh, life like, I had amazing teachers and wonderful human beings that I've been with. So I've been trying to emulate them, mm-hmm. the, those people that I respect, mm-hmm. uh, and those who passed away, those who I've respected. Uh, so I've been trying to emulate uh, a lot of good human beings that I've run
0: across in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. I don't know if that answers uh, a question, No, I like that. I like that a lot. That's a, Yeah, being proud of the, the people who have been your mentors right. and, and uh yeah people you aspire to and then being able to like pull those best traits into your everyday life and, right. and emulating that I really like that right. well the last question i have is you know um is there anything at saratoga that you wish we were talking more about or doing more to address or you know and maybe an education large you know in a larger context um
1: I mean I think the when Paul was here, I mean he tried to address uh like a lot of the school spirit or whatnot, and I think it's much better now than it was before he came mm-hmm. um, so Saratoga has no shortage of um uh, students who push themselves, work hard, and the support system for the s- stuff like that. Exists everywhere, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I mean, the I think the uh, I wish like we our our, our students took a v- and the parents uh, will take a bigger view of uh, what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? Um, Actually, I can't form a right way to say this right now. But the uh, the word I haven't I haven't heard the word integrity
0: mm-hmm.
1: emphasized mm. in context of education. I, I remember hearing that a lot as a kid. Yeah. I've been hearing that a lot as uh, both when I was in Korea uh, and when I grew up in Boston, mm-hmm. and being able to stand up on your two feet and Taking responsibility for your actions Mm -hmm. and whatnot. I don't know if there's less of it now, but I don't hear that as much. It's true. So the personal integrity, do unto others what you they'll do unto you. That sort of thing. Character.
0: Uh, Right. Personal character attributes. Right.
1: Actually, for the funny enough, uh, about a week ago uh, during the practice. for the math club for the Redwood Redwood Middle School kids, mm-hmm. and I sort of talked to them about that. Actually, uh, there is a swim club in Orinda, whose motto is "Character first. Mm-hmm. and I told them that th- them succeeding and you know we, we're meeting all week, like three times extra per week, aside from the regular club meetings, just four times a week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like about four hours on a Saturday. It's all great. Uh, achieving, achievement, it's a wonderful thing. The happiest people I've met are usually, uh, or I should say most content people that I've met, were well, the people who work the hardest. Because mm-hmm. you know, you've done your best to get where you are. Yeah. But th- I told them, there's something to say about when I'm working as a swim official. The kids are in that swim club just walking over and saying thank you mm. to all the volunteers. Yeah. Cause like, I would devote week my weekends, the entire weekend. Uh, we don't get paid for that. We, yeah. don't, we don't do it because we get paid or anything. We do it because we want to create an environment for our children, yeah. um, for a healthy sports, uh, you know, kind of balanced life. And I, I would see the same kids walk into the people who are preparing their lunches and whatnot, just helping in the background, right? Making it all happen, just thanking them. Right And it sort of stands out because I, I remember as a kid, that was the norm, yeah, but out here in California, the Orinda swim Club is the only one that I ran across, yeah, that's like that, yeah. just saying thank you, yeah and making eye making eye contact and say, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah, right You don't have to have a long conversation just saying, "Hey, what's up?" right. right. I think that's sort of missing, yeah. and what I do regret is I try to talk about this in my class. I see kids coming from other places um, like there are students from mission San Jose area high school mm-hmm. right I've seen kids who went away to private school and came back or different different area i at least not at least not in my class anyways, right. I don't see kids reaching out and saying, hey, welcome to our class. Right. There's no welcome to our class or yeah. welcome period. It's just like, oh, they're sort of there. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe they're t- too used <coughs> to uh, being with people they grew up with. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal is. But the things that, that I grew up with, the things that I have saw as the norm, wasn't quite there, right. the, those uh, social niceties. Yeah. Right. Acknowledging another human being, and they don't have to be classmates, right? right? So just saying simple thank you, uh, it doesn't have to be. I don't need extravagant gifts. I don't need any of that. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel better. In fact, most of the time I don't remember remember who gave it to me. Yeah, and and, and that's on purpose actually because I don't want to remember who gave it to me. Right, the little cards they give with a lot of you know if they some. That's something that's uh kind of interesting and unique, right, yeah, then I can 't help but to remember those things, sure, yeah, but the yeah I mean that 's what I see is a little lacking, uh-huh. I think you know, uh, then just reaching out to people and say, "Hey, you know, mm-hmm. uh, welcome to our neighborhood, right, right, so I wish there was a little bit more of that yeah right so.
0: yeah i I totally hear what you 're saying, and i I've seen that in my own classes as well. Um, Just those general interpersonal skills. And, um, you know, I think that kids who play sports often get a little bit of that integrity piece and, you know, the teaching what it means to have character and and Mm -hmm. be a good sportsman. You know, those are like life skills, those are character skills. But if kids aren't actively involved in sports, they may be missing out on that. And, you know, we may not be structuring our classes. to teach those skills in a in an explicit way, but I could I could totally see those, and I, I'll also say that you know when I write letters of recommendation, if the student I'm writing for is a person of character, has good integrity, mm. I will almost always reference that. You know, right. I almost always at the end say, above all of what I just said above, you know, mm. this is a person of integrity and character, somebody right. you can trust, who is a good fundamentally a good person. Right. You know, I think that you know, it's interesting as we're having conversations about portrait of a graduate and what character mm. attributes or skills do we want kids to have, you know, interpersonal skills and and good character, integrity could could be a focus. That's uh, uh, something to we me
1: need. the f- we're social animals. Yeah. To me that rises above anything else. Mhm. Right. Look, I mean, if you do a little bit better in the math test, a little bit worse, you know. Whatever doesn't like matter. ninety-one, <laughs> eighty-nine. I don't know. You yeah, know, it's uh, at the end of the day, the most kids end up going to school. They go, they should go <laughs> to anyways. And there's a lot of much ado about nothing, really. I mean, uh, a lot of, lot of nervous energy I see happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, th- with all this amped up energy, I think we could take a little time to say hello to our neighbors and especially like new people that come here yeah um, i I often wonder what those students think of I, I don't know um, yeah, because when you go to it's, I actually told one of my classes that look maybe uh, you guys are used to uh, growing up in the same place with many of your classmates and whatnot, but just remember this Th-
0: uh, you, you'll be going to college pretty soon and you'll be going to a place where you don't know most people. Yeah, and you got to be able to put yourself out there. you yeah, got to right. be able to turn to that person and say, Hi, how are you? My name is. Right. And yeah. I said, Have a little bit of empathy. You'll be in that situation. Yeah. And then when you see
1: new people coming in, just sing simple hello and welcome and join us. I, I think there's something a little bit more. Yeah. I wish you had a little bit more of that. Yeah. Right? Uh, regardless of the class that I teach, whether it's BC. Right. Uh, to pre-calculate honors or geometry. It seems to be prevalent throughout yeah. the entire community. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's because they never had to, because they all grew up together. Right. Maybe that's a possibility. But then again, when I visited like Northern California, the actual Northern California, that's where I'm from. Just right. for <laughs> reference, right. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I knew people from like uh, the Jefferson State. Yeah, that's State of <laughs> Jefferson. That's where I'm from. Right. Manchester. I mean, <laughs> I remember like going to uh, what do you call that? A uh, bluegrass festival up near the Oregon border. Uh-huh. Right. People are different. I mean, totally. good old-fashioned. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. Waving to people. They're, because you don't even know that you don't know this that, was that, that's a, a
0: dorm it's f- so funny you say that because this was a total shock for me when I moved from Northern California to what everybody calls Northern California which is central l- l- California I call it central California yeah we're coming down to <laughs> you know Santa Cruz area. I grew up like you waved it everybody Every right set. anybody you see you wave, you smile, you say hi when right. you're walking down the street and then, you know, you, I started doing that down here, and people gave me dirty looks and thought I was crazy. You know, like, <laughs> and even today, like on my the, my own street, which is you know mountains, uh, Santa Cruz mountains. You know, I wave to everybody on the road, and I get you know a quarter of the cars return a, a wave. You know, it's so funny. It's like, you know, so maybe maybe uh, in the classroom, maybe we take a day and say, hey, you know, shake hands and say hi, how are you doing to five people. Before we get started today, <laughs> that, you know,
1: that, like that might not be a bad idea. The funny thing is, <laughs> I chose my my current house for similar reasons. Actually, I used to live in Cupertino, mm-hmm. right behind the Apple campus, okay. uh, where the Lawson Middle School is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to live there, and but it was time for us to move. So, but my my wife wants to stay in Cupertino, uh, or Sunnyvale area. Uh, and I told her, I'd rather not be there because I really don't feel good vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really feel a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, over the summer, like I would have my both my kids strapped in the back uh, in, in the minivan. So th- these are junior seniors right now, but they were like four or five years old back then. So I'm driving around, and I saw this area. I don't even know where this was. It turned out to be Cambrian. right? Uh, uh, San Jose the area that's part like next between San Jose and Los Gatos. In fact, my entire street that I live in, about half of it, it's like San Jose, Los carlos San Jose, Los Gatos. Yeah, it gets it's, really muddled. In that yeah, thing. it's one yeah. of those areas, right? Some I, I saw there a lot of trees. So I was like, I pulled over and there's a home for sale. I just stood there looking at the area. I was like, hmm, not bad, you know. I like trees. Yeah, it looks like a very walkable neighborhood. You know, stop and shop and coffee shop. is like. Within two blocks, it's a very short w- walk. And usually I say hello first, but without me saying anything, there are a couple of the couple just walking by saying hello
0: nice. first.
1: Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay. And then I'm still just looking around the neighborhood, you know, uh, leaving my w- minivan door open, and four different people walking past me said hello to me. Mm. And I said, this is it. Yeah. Uh, so I convinced my wife that this is a place to be. Yeah. I told her, to "Trust me, right yeah and then yeah that 's where I moved in, not because it had the best schools, yeah or anything like that. It has pretty decent schools Lee high school, yeah uh, but uh, but people actually used to talk to each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the house I lived in before that I mean, I would actively say hello. You could literally see them turning their nose away. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. I I just don't understand that. Yeah. like it's like I look at them and you know, um, I, I I give them a quick look. Like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And, uh, but
0: <laughs> and for you, a self-proclaimed introvert, to, I mean, it doesn't take much. You don't have to be. No, it doesn't. Know, it's just a simple hello.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hi. I mean, I I I'm not looking to have a long conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are time and place for that. Sure. But when you're walking by, a simple yeah, acknowledgement issues, yeah. to me. You know, I, What I found kind of interesting was I heard that there was a African tribe, you know, everything's about African <laughs> tribe, uh, that says that not acknowledging somebody is the worst uh, thing you could do to a human being. Because mm. you're not acknowledging their existence. Right. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I think uh, just saying hi. It's a simple thing to do it doesn't take much off right. of energy, so you know what um, it, it is what it is but I, I think I hope that we would sort of move in that direction yeah and uh, I know it's kind of busy around here and
0: a lot of bustling right. energy but uh, it doesn't take much to say hi that's great I totally agree and I think that's a that's a great point to, to lead off or leave off here and right. anyone who is listening to this? Who uh, we can maybe challenge them to encourage their students or uh, encourage themselves to say hi to people more. I know uh, today I'm gonna make a point of saying hi to more people. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's an important thing. Um, yeah. It doesn't take much effort, and it goes a long way and builds builds those connections. Yeah, for
1: because sure. I'm uh, naturally introverted, mm-hmm. right? It actually, I have to consciously yeah, think about to do it. You know,
0: me too, for sure.
1: But uh, yeah, it's uh, wherever I go to a place that does that, it just feels good. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm part of the community. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you
0: so much for taking. Well, thanks for thanks for talking to me. Yeah, it was a great conversation. All right, right. thank you. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Hopefully you know PJ a little bit better. And if you work on campus with him, next time you see him, say hello. Maybe thank him for putting himself out there and sharing on this little podcast. If our conversation about smiling and waving and saying hello resonated with you, then here's your challenge. Put yourself out there, smile and wave more and say hi to people you know. If you cross paths with a colleague you don't know well, start with hello and maybe a follow-up question. In your class, Have your students practice saying hello. Have them shake hands with five people. Say hi, introduce themselves, and ask a question. Maybe tell them why you think that's important. It just might be the smallest, but best start at creating greater connections in your school. Until next time, share the cool things you do and actively seek out new cool things all the time. You never know what might be your next one cool thing. Thanks for listening.